Good afternoon, my friends. Welcome to this episode of Healing Your Codependency. I'm Marshall Bircher, and I'm your guide in discovering more peace, freedom, well-being, happiness after codependency. So today, we're going to talk about a question I got. That question is, how do I manage escapism, Marshall? Well, that's what we're going to talk about. Why we want to escape, what the signals are, um, what we need to do with it, because it's actually one of our allies. It's not an enemy. It's not in the way. It's actually a signal for us. And that's what we're going to talk about today real quick. I'm going to get that shared out to the community again. So if you're looking for more tools, more guidance, more structure in your healing, come join us in the Heal Your Codependency membership here on Codependency community on here on facebook if you're watching via youtube hit that subscribe button but the link is above on facebook below on youtube and my front page at healyourcodependency.com yeah and the membership's coming actually we uh, open up uh the enrollment for the membership here in two weeks so yeah we'll actually be talking about that here in a sec so let me get this shared out real quick i've had a kind of getting back in the groove of this because i took a week off and now here we go so let me know in the comments. Uh, do you escape? Do you flee from the problem? Do you want to avoid the pain? Do you want to find an instant solution to the trauma, to the pain, to the discomfort? In fact, a lot of times escapism shows up not just in dealing with the big anxieties, pain, and shame we live with, but it shows up in how we deal with conflict, how we deal with the discomfort of someone else's, someone else being in pain, there being a difference or a problem. If you have avoidant tendencies, your escapism is just to, to leave. I'm not going to deal with this. I'm going to ignore that it exists. You have the anxious orientation. Your escapism is trying to get them to change rather than you facing the dis- discomfort in yourself and learning how to regulate and care for that. It's a real challenge here. So escapism shows up in really big ways and really small ways. So what is escapism specifically? It is the habit of ignoring painful realities. And we ignore it by distracting ourselves with things that feel different. Sometimes they feel better-ish, but usually, at least in my experience, they are less uh, uncomfortable less painful sometimes they're more euphoric i'll run into like i used to run into fantasy like i'll be rescued or i'll meet the one and then we'll have this magical relationship and i will no longer have to deal with the shame or the emptiness or the loneliness sometimes i'd fantasize about magical things just happening like oh all the money issues will be solved with this one thing so we get magical thinking and that way is a form of escapism a lot of people dive into work, being productive, um, trying to, or they maximize their hobbies in a way that's unhealthy for their time and focus. They zone out with the YouTubes or the Netflix. We escape a lot. Su- uh, sued. <laughs> Food, sex, um, and basically it's all about avoiding the pain. It's avoiding the pain of the reality that is going on at that time. It's avoiding the pain of what has happened in our past. And it's all a very rigid structure that we have developed in order to cope with things we do not believe we have the skills or the capability or capacity to handle. So in a way, 
Escapism can be an expression of learned helplessness and that internalized hopelessness that we develop when situations and conditions are chronic over long periods of time. So in what ways have you escaped in your world? What ways do you see yourself trying to escape pain and discomfort right now in your life? So one, one of the ways that I have done that is the, the, the absolute denial of it or the minimization of it. It's like, oh, it wasn't that big a deal. Over the last uh, two or three weeks now, I've been doing a lot of deep work on some uh, trauma that has come up from my past. Uh, and I was in denial about the impact of those things. I, I knew that the thing had happened, but I had not ha- I did not at the time have the safety, the capacity, the support in the community to connect with the actual somatic experience, the somatic reality, the felt lived experience reality that I'd gone through. And now that I have those things, my body's like, hey, let's check this out. <laughs> so off we go. So escapism shows up in a lot of different ways for us. Escapism is a way to cope with things we don't yet have the tools and capacities to navigate through. So that's why it's not an enemy. That's why it's not, I don't see it as a problem. I see it as a symptom in my work. My work, ah, if I'm escaping, there is a need for safety. There is a need for connection. There's a need for reassurance, a need for um, comfort and care, and in, in three specific ways, really. Because what we, we talk a lot about connection in my work, and connection happens in three specific ways. You to yourself, you to others, and others to you. And when we are dealing with escapism, we're dealing with fantasy, we're dealing with coping mechanisms that leave us stuck inside the pain, leave us stuck inside the cycle that we're, that's going on or the situation. We do not have enough resource. We don't have enough resource to create enough safety and connection, uh, to create nurture in those connections, and then to create healing and empowerment in those connections. So where we start first is to acknowledge that, hey, I'm trying to escape something. When we're able to pause, acknowledge, and observe this impulse to escape, it's going to empower us to say, hey, I know what I'm doing. It brings us into reality so we're not in fantasy anymore. And then we can start owning it. We're like, okay, I want to escape. Now we can legitimize this. We can actually endorse the impulse we have to escape. Yeah, I want to escape. This is what I know how to do. This is what will help me feel better, I think. Or at least it's better than having to stay in the fire all the time. That kind of thing. When we endorse and acknowledge the impulse, it allows us to get more connection with the impulse. Because long-term healing is going to require us to access that impulse and allow it to come to completion or resolution. We'll talk more about that over the next few weeks as we get close to the, or as we move towards the, the uh, launch of the actually heal trainings but that impulse is crucial because when we can acknowledge it then we can introduce another step we can say okay i want to escape what do i actually need right now do i need safety do i need connection do i need to bolster a sense of self-worth and we can I start with those three questions because those are our three necessities. Those are the three things we're always working to cultivate, care for, and nurture in our world. 
So when we start there, we're able to get back into connection with ourselves. And then we can look at our connections itself. How am I connecting to myself? Am I avoiding my pain? Do I need to learn some skills and tools to help me soothe that pain, ease down the intensity, build a little capacity? How am I connecting with others? Am I asking for their presence? Am I allowing them to see and know my pain? Are they safe for me, first of all? Do they demonstrate a willingness for warmth, to be a warm witness, to offer care and curiosity? Maybe they'll inquire a bit about the pain. Hey, what's going on? Tell me more about that. And are they able to hold that? Then am I inviting them into my world to do that? And then do they do that? This allows us to have a mutual experience of connection and warmth and witness. Because fundamentally to heal, that is ultimately what we're going to need. We're going to need resource. We're going to have to have the skills and capability, capacity to do it. We're going to need a warm witness both within ourselves towards our pain and outside of ourselves to us. So that would be community. And then we're going to need to know how to navigate and nurture our needs that are behind the pain that we have. So escapism is really an invitation to go deeper on understanding what you need, how you need it, and then begin building the resources around that. So in my work, we start this off with nervous system regulation so that we can help the body start to feel a bit safer to start acknowledging what's real, a bit safer to start letting a little care in both from ourselves and then from community. And then we can start nurturing it just a bit within whatever window of capacity or tolerance is available to you. We start that with that nervous system regulation. You can get that for free. That's the daily regulation practice. Um, the, you can get that resource for free. Just click the link above on Facebook, below on YouTube uh, for the resource links. And then, yeah, boom, you're on your way. And if you're vis- listening via podcast, uh, healyourcodependency.com, go up to resources and get it there. My friends, Escapism is just the signal that you do not have the resources you need to confront, navigate, and bring to resolution the pain and challenges you're facing. That's the work. When we're able to acknowledge that and go, okay, I'm going to start figuring out where to go. And then we implement it, and then you get the support you need in that implementation. You get the care, the shelter, the community to help you move through it, because this is big work. This won't be done tomorrow at noon. This is something we have to do for the rest of our lives. Overcoming codependency, overcoming it, or healing it, is actually more of a product of changing the way we live so that we are able to no longer be codependent. We don't need to people please. We don't need to escape. We don't need to fawn. We don't need to be perfect in order to have connection, to have safety, and to have self-worth. Instead, we have, we're nurturing those three necessities in ways that empower our well-being, empower real connection through uh, genuine communication, through conflict management, through intimacy building, through play. <laughs> we can have some fun in our lives again, right? And in the empowerment of our own purpose and our own joy in our world. And that's what I help you do. So start with that first step with escapism. Let's learn how to regulate. You can do that, uh, again, by clicking the link, resource links above on Facebook, below on YouTube, or going to healyourcodependency.com, going up to resources, go to the 
library it'll be right there the daily regulation practice boom that it's free you just download it and get to work on it today so that's how we do it let me know what you gain out of today's video in the comments below if you're watching via youtube hit that subscribe button hit that uh bell too so you get updates there if you're listening via podcast thank you guys you can listen to me on spotify on apple on google and others so come join us on there too Thank you for being here. Thank you for allowing me to contribute to your healing, your well-being, and your happiness after codependency. So I will see you guys in our next episode. Have a great day. Bye-bye.